0: to the rodeo wagon podcast we're here with world finalist casey coulter dude that's kind of crazy man like just kind of that whole process you know and in making the world finals last year like i saw it coming like i i mean you would have made the world finals i don't know how many times over you know it was just that was when you decided to do it you know
1: yeah i remember you telling me over all the years you were saying uh You told me I had what it takes. You said, me, uh, Mason Lowe, and Travis Smith didn't fugate. Didn't fugate. There was a handful out there. Caleb Rule.
0: I mean, those were the those were the big ones. Like, I mean, that was coming obviously from you know Uh, when I started riding in 2012, you know, and just kind of seeing the guys that were kind of around that area that I was as I was growing and progressing. mm -hmm. Those guys that were at that top level, and then. For me it was just kind of comparing them to what I what I saw you know on TV and stuff you know on the on the built for tough at that time
1: yeah it was the built for tough and uh I remember when you came around and uh, people uh, could really tell right off the bat that you put more try in than most guys and you told me the story about you uh you used to play baseball and you took all that drive and all that heart and you put it into your boy
0: yeah it was just a complete flip-flop which was funny because i didn't come from like a road i didn't come from a rodeo background at all you know i i rode horses and stuff but mm-hmm. so it's kind of a for the family like I, my 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 immediate family and everything you know they're so far removed from rodeo so it was kind of like a complete you know 180
1: yeah and everybody uh like I said, they see it, even they, they even announce it when you're in the shoot at the Velocities and the UTVs, they say, uh, I think it was Scott Grover, he's like, you look at this guy's social media, he puts in more work than most yeah. guys do. And lately, I've been working so hard, my social's kind of
0: taking a hit, which is okay. I'd mm-hmm. rather my social take a hit than my work ethic. Um, but, yeah, and, man, you know, one thing that they, they, you know, they talk you they talk about, you know, kind of the dangers of bull riding you've been pretty healthy throughout your career my career has been the opposite it's been like I mean I jumped into it I probably jumped into it too fast is probably what happened because I was I mean I was 18 so I felt like I needed to do more Mm -hmm. but you know I was doing PBRs three years in made my debut on tour four years after you know starting riding bulls and I when I started it wasn't like I was I was foreign to the sport, um so I kind of jumped off that deep end and
1: yeah I, I think you did it right though, because starting at that age, you uh made up a lot of ground, just going straight after it, and uh you caught up to a lot of guys we were a lot of guys have been working since they were ten years old, yeah, you passed a lot of stages just jumping right into it at and at age. that
0: time, so when i when I started going. Um, you were, you were doing PRCA's actually, or it's soon after that. I don't know what year was it, fifteen maybe. It's just a few years into my writing when I remember you and Slowbom, going that, together
1: all the time. That was 2013. Okay, so the year yeah.
0: after. Yep, yeah, after I started.
1: That was, yeah, about ten years ago because that was I was 23 and uh, I'll be 33 next week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah Slowbom, he freaking did it. And he, he did he get on the built Ford
1: yeah he made a few events um, yeah I even seen uh, some pictures at his house that he had yeah. framed up he uh, there was a picture of him on that um, that coyote bull okay and uh, some other ones but he uh, he said one year he was actually an alternate for the world Finals oh really yeah when it was in Vegas he I think he even went out there and uh, he was just if someone had gotten hurt then and he would have got to step in, and he said no one did. But uh-huh. she wasn't hoping for that, yeah, anyways. Sure. But
0: yeah, now what? it's all about to change. Yeah. The team stuff—it's like it's kind of crazy to even think about it because it's going to completely revolutionize, you know, the sport and in a few different ways. I mean, there's always going to be, you know, the traditional, um, but mm-hmm. but they're certainly, you know, changing some things with it.
1: Yeah, they're definitely up in the scales for sure, putting bull riding on the map uh, in a bigger way because, dude, you know, and I thought about it like other sports, we like how we were talking about how the money just ain't where it should be. Yeah. And, and then when I got to thinking about it. How long have those other sports been around? Because this is the PBR's 30th year anniversary. Think about if those other sports – had only been around for 30 years now. They wouldn't be where they're at right now. Yeah, sure. So bull riding's growing every year and, and 20 years from now. Yeah, it's going to be, when we're done, it's going to be crazy. We're going to wish it was like that when we're yeah. done.
0: Yeah, yeah, for kids growing up it's going to change, which it's kind of funny because, like, that whole atmosphere, you know, that team concept, I mean, you've seen it within the Brazilians, you know, and they kind of hold together really well, you know, when they come over here. And you can see that, you know, you can see that the results that that brings. And then, heck, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, but this year, like, our group that's gone, you know, between five of us, every single event, we're strapping bulls. Almost every single event, if not every one, it may be every single event this year, we've rode a bull. Mm -hmm. We've won two events, you know, one over five rounds, taken second, like, four times, and rode who knows how many bulls, you know. Every single one of us is, is, you know, had top five finishes more than once.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of us uh, th- were good friends. We were in the amateurs doing stuff there, you know, winning all the time. And now we're doing it consistently at a higher level together.
0: And it's fun. You know what? That's one thing I remember Mason. You know, when Mason first got up there and stuff, and it was actually when I made my debut at the Iron Cowboy and I was talking to him, mm-hmm. and he was like, man, the one thing I miss is the camaraderie of going to those amateur deals. Because at that time, you know, when he first got up there and everything, it was, you know, Chase Outlaw, you know. Him, you know, probably Chase was, was that guy to him, but you know, him talking about that, you know. And now it's kind of like we're getting to, you know, actually do it together in a bunch of us mason would have loved it (laughs) i mean heck we were doing it with him you know right then just we weren't you know we weren't quite there yet he was a little bit ahead
1: of us on that yeah he uh i remember when he made tour and he was he said he wished that he was uh just jumping back in the car with all of us and and because you know i didn't realize how it was at that point when you get to the there's that saying, it's lonely at the top. be eat better. Yeah. Like when you get to the UTBs, like it's not like your buddies that are there live a couple hours down the road. So you're getting on a plane by yourself. You're Ubering around by yourself, staying at hotels by yourself, and um, and I know it's different.
0: It's just different. Yeah. yeah. It's not bad. I mean, you still have you know those guys that you're you're great friends with and stuff, but and you know you you get build new relationships but it's it is different you know like yeah i mean heck this year check this out guess how many guess how many miles
1: we'll have clocked
0: this year after finals after velocity finals not even the world finals i don't even know take a guess
1: you've oh you've already looked i've, into I've this? got it i've got the number let's hear it
0: Forty-eight thousand miles driven it's not bad and we're a quarter of the way through you know since january since january and and almost all of that, you know, going with a group of guys and kind of in the trenches together. There's
1: just something about that, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to go back to Yeah, when you get to the events, the bigger ones, yeah, you meet up with your homies, but I guess I was talking about getting there traveling. Sure,
0: the traveling is you're yeah. doing it by yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, heck the, the last two last two weekends, um well, in Albuquerque, it was me and Dakota and so we got to go up there, and that was freaking fun. And then yep. last weekend, it was me, Zane, and Dakota. And it, it really, it makes it, it makes it so much fun when you're actually going with those guys. Mm-hmm. And with that was, it was crazy, because last weekend, um, we were in Sioux Falls, okay? So we were in Sioux Falls on Friday, and then Casper, Wyoming. So UTB on Friday, Casper Wyoming on Saturday and then UTB again on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And they were calling for a blizzard that was going through South Dakota. Perfect. And so everybody's like, you know, hey, probably not going to make it. <laughs> they actually shut the interstate down. And me, Dakota and Zane and then a couple of the Brazilians and then Garrett Garrett Jones <laughs> we, you know, separately, but you know, we freaking cut around that took the back roads because the back roads weren't shut down going 10 miles an hour you know mm-hmm. driving what an eight hour drive turns into 14 hours you show up just in time for the bull riding. oh yeah you know and then you know going through blizzard everything's all on the side of the road and you know like man just living life you know kind of getting to do that with your buddies and those are those are those are the memories I think that you you hold on to forever. Like stuff like that where it's just like you know, if if it was just you, then if it was just me, it would have been go to Sioux Falls and just stay in Sioux Falls like, you know, some of the guys did and just turn out of, of the velocity, right? Mm-hmm. But when you, you have a few of those guys that, you know, are
1: willing to aim for the bushes, take the risk and <laughs> Yeah, you guys went up there and I should have done that, too. I didn't enter Casper, so I was just out there. Yeah, you were out, sa- you were out Saturday, though. Saturday. Yeah. And, yeah. And uh, about broke my leg. I made the wreck rail. That's about did all that happened yeah, at I did too. <laughs> Yeah, no joke. Me yeah, too. you really did. I've seen yeah. that. Yeah, the, the, on
0: the nicest. It's always the nicest bull. Mm-hmm. That top dollar bull, the pet. They're petting him back there. I'm like. But what happened there was they. The way that bull stands, I guess they tied his hip in. Hmm. and so when he came out that that freaking flank rope just kind of held a little bit so he left weird set me up yeah he did i could
1: i could see that because you did kind of get left there weird and that's how he pulled you right down but but i was watching uh, at home because i didn't even soup falls was only like six and a half hour drive so oh yeah that's friday night i was at home that's right i was watching it on the couch that's awesome i yelled (laughs) at alex kyle's up get in here and uh i was like dang well, I'm just glad I didn't knock him out. <laughs> well, it's
0: one of those things, too, where you get in a position and, you know, you look down that barrel or you get out of it. You know, you bail, save your skin, move on, or you stare down that barrel and you just hope to God
1: that you can get your hips underneath you. Oh, yeah. And I didn't. <laughs> that, that's what JB used to say. He said you either check out or you bear down and try to get there and take what's coming. Yeah. Dakota, he did it, too. He was, like,
0: seven-something on on Sunday. That was going to be a, a pretty ranked bull ride. I
1: didn't see Sunday, yeah. I haven't watched yeah, that Yeah, he, uh... What what he, was. he was on Ricky Vaughn. He started already. Yeah, he right started,
0: yeah. He's actually, you know, started a few pretty ranked bull rides. Because in Albuquerque, he got on uh, with that bull that got, like, 32, 35 in a row. Oh, um, uh, yeah. Burgers. Uh, I believe it's burgers. Yeah, it? it
1: was, uh... Gosh dang it, was that like bull's name?
0: Been around a long time. Some
1: Sky Harbor. Sky Harbor, yeah. Yeah, and my, my boss back home, he was like, yeah, unridden. And I was like, no, they ain't, that bull, they've that they ridden that bull quite a few times, but they haven't ridden him in over 30 hours. Yeah, correct. It's That's, in a row, yeah. It's yeah. not that he hasn't been ridden. It's just been, yeah. yeah.
0: That, that buck-off streak, which the record's what? What did bushwhacker get, 42? Between 42 and 45, I think. It was a lot. Before he got strapped. Because he got strapped. Bushwacker actually got rowed as a three-year-old, four-year-old. At the world finals. Yeah. Yeah, they were like 86, 88 on him. Something like that. Brazilian.
1: There's so many bulls that they talk about and that had these long streaks. But you don't ever really hear, like, they'll talk about a bull. Yeah. are like, really? I've never, they don't talk about that bull much. But he had all these buck off streaks and. There's just so many nowadays, it's just like, yeah, there's a lot. It's really it's starting to get where it's nothing special because all <laughs> of them have all these muck offs.
0: Well, I think the last, so last weekend, um, uh, Ramon got on one, kind of, sp- that bull spit the bit, and he was like 66 points in the championship round. But it's been outside of that, if you don't count that right, it's been the last four events, nobody stayed on the championship round. I wonder what that's, I wonder what that record is. How long? have the Bulls won in the championship round One out like one you know
1: yeah that that's that I know of that's never happened
0: it's happening Uh, more
1: I'll tell you what it didn't happen back back in the day it didn't happen near as much I'll tell you what I was watching uh, Pluto a week or so ago and it was you know it shows like PBRs from the 90s Mm -hmm, yeah and it had the uh, list of guys going in the short round and there was 15 guys had ridden two going into the short round. You would never see that now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean...
0: The breeding program's gotten so good. I like it, though. Well, it's like me and Keith were talking about the other day, and, you know, these classic deals, like, when when we had to decide whether to go to um, Memphis or uh, Cedar Park, and, you know, I'm all about, well, I'm going to go to the ABBI, and then Everybody else will go to the bull teams. You go to the ABBI, you stay on, you win more, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just how it works. But anymore, the classic bulls are just the same as anything else. Back in the day, I mean, eight years ago, the, those, those ABBI classics, that mm-hmm. was where the heat was. And nowadays, I feel like...
1: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, like, I used to hear, oh, the classic, and then people were, oh, man, oh, my God, it's the classic. But now, even the bull teams, like, it's starting to get to where it's hard to even tell a difference. Yeah. Man. Like, is this <laughs> some a classic of, or a bull team? Some of them <laughs> are
0: bull team bulls, you yeah. know?
1: like. I mean, I, I think it's uh, it's good. It's making the guys have to step the game up and uh, just pushes us to, to train harder because that's what we're going to yeah. have to do. And, and
0: making adjustments, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like, the – you know the bulls that are bucking harder how much more you have to use your knees you know kneeing up is a is a real thing it's not so much sticking your you know knees to your nipples but (laughs) you know more getting your knees set Mm. you know
1: on the kick right and uh that's crazy because i was watching this uh, video this was a long time ago but it's uh, of gary the few and this this is like old school. This video looks like it's from the 70s. And he's doing a bull riding school. And he's telling guys how to knee up. He goes, you get 2,200 pounds, it'll jump five feet forward, you know, dropping out of the air. He said, you better learn to monkey up, knee up, monkey up and ride a little bit. So even then, you know, Gary, he was preaching that. and uh, But now your guys are going to really have to doing that really right
0: and I th- I think I you know I I n- haven't really thought about it but like looking at back in the day I wonder how many of those guys were using like straight shanks mm. you know and nowadays it's turned in shanks and you know uh, guys are turning their toes out less kneeing up more yeah they are yeah. you know whereas back in the day when I first started it was turn your toes out yep. that was it you know if you want to keep your feet you turn your toes out yeah, and i i mean that's i've even been real slow to go in towards turning my you know shanks in i still you know even you know what i what i'm using now is not very you know uh, i do have the teardrop on the shank you know uh, but you know turning them in some of the some some guys have them really turned in
1: yeah you see everything in the locker room uh I've stuck with just the basic, what is it, 22 and a half degree, 2-inch yeah, shank. That's two inch what I have. Yeah. Shank, uh, that, that's what I've used since I started riding steers.
0: I tried the 3-inch. I did that for a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I won a pair of Hendersons that were longer. They yeah. were chrome. I was like, oh, these are cool. Put these on. Bucked off everything I was getting on. And Eric Welch was bullfighting at the time, and he noticed He goes, dude, your feet are bouncing. Yeah. freaking bad every time. He's like, put your other spurs back on.
0: That's what I ended up having to do. Yeah. Feet were bouncing too much, but
1: but but works, with the works.
0: American rope, you stick them long shanks in that knot, and they don't go nowhere. <laughs> that was when I, I went through that phase because this is how it started. Denton, I don't know, he's been doing it what forever. Long so time. Denton taught Keith how to set his rope up um, on the the stationary barrel mm-hmm. to set his rope up to catch his knots all the time. So Keith went through this phase for like. Three years of just, you know, sticking him in there. Um, in fact, one time he got, so we were in Springfield, Springfield, Missouri. You probably were there, the NFPB, and he got whooped down like three times. And every single time it was like he was trying to get off, but his feet were so buried. It would just bring him back over the front and um, KO'd him. No, not, not the first time, split his chin open from here to here. And then so the, you know, paramedic people kind of patched it up, put a cushion on it. He got on his short-run bull, stuck his feet in his rope again, got
1: KO'd that time, knocked that, out clean. Was that when Jeremiah... Yes, that was where Jeremiah... When he didn't want to get on, and Jeremiah yeah. was like, don't be yeah. scared, get on this bull. <laughs> yeah. Got on and got knocked out. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was that time. That's funny. He's And like, so... I've heard that story. He
0: actually taught me... Um, how to set my rope up and so i kind of went through that phase i didn't go through it very long though um i'm longer legged so even when i was like i can't i couldn't hold them you know
1: but, i uh when i used american i swear it was like i don't know it seemed like about half every out of every 10 rides it was easy five i was catching my knots during a ride <laughs> i'd lose it and catch it again like doing honestly when i first started catching them a long time ago it would scare me. I, I'd try to kick it loose. Yeah. But then the more it happened, the more I got comfortable, comfortable with it. Comfortable, And yeah. learned that it, it will help you when yeah. you're bucking off and you catch it, pulls you back up yeah. there. But uh, so I started leaving them when i catch them. I never tried to grab them or set my rope. But I always found them somehow moves my, moving my feet during the ride. But ever since I've switched to Brazilian, I don't ever catch it. Yeah. Yeah, never. same.
0: Uh, the, the Brazilian's a whole different deal. And I'm all right with it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'll, every once in a while, I'll still grab it. Um, but it has to be the perfect size bull, and it's almost an accident. Um, every once in a while, because I have such long legs, if I got on a little bull, I'll grab my bell strap. That that does freak me out a little bit. That'd be sketchy. Yeah, and you know when you have it, too, because it's not, like, firm, you know, like a knot. It's like, you can feel it, but every every round, um, yeah. yeah, that's that's a little bit more sketchy. But, but, man, when it's happening and it pulls you back up there... <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it, it. I mean, and I never even really pulled my groin. There was one time that I snagged it, and it, it messed up my groin for a few months. But most of the time, when it hooks, it never. It wouldn't hurt my my groin or my legs because a lot of guys it does. Yeah. It'll mess them up bad though. Yeah. And
0: well, and you know what? You're talking about Brazilian rope not being able to, you know, catch your knots. Good. I mean, you can have your knots. It's perfectly legal to have your knots. You just can't, you know. You just can't. Uh, have them you know in the shoot it mm-hmm. was like one time we were at a utb I forget what utb it was and cody nance was asking jv he's like you know how do you how do you never get you know caught grabbing your knots and jv said because i not on the flank because <laughs> <That's laughs> you can set your you know with the american rope especially though you can set your you know rope to where your knots are there and at some point you're probably going to catch them you don't have to nod with them um, but but th- to that point with the Brazilian rope, everybody's using Brazilian ropes now, and I don't see as many guys grabbing their knots as they used to. Yeah. It used to be a, a lot of guys did. I mean, yeah. nobody talked about it, but uh, I mean bull riders did. But you know, that was about it. Like you know, nobody really kind of talked about it, but it happened all the time.
1: Yeah, uh, now more so you see them uh, snagging in the. R- rope with a flank when they're coming off yeah and uh those cause some bad injuries and
0: you don't see as many guys getting hung up either and i i don't know how much of that's the rope although i'm sure it may have something to do with it but it also i don't
1: know could be some bull power too i don't know what colton hevelo is doing but he rides brazilian and he, and he (laughs) he gets hung up about every weekend i don't know man
0: And you see uh that video that they've been posting with cooper and he's gets hung up and he just undoes his knot oh, yeah. stays calm yeah, that. pulls his tail yeah that's that my luck i would do that and go to you know step out
1: and freaking get kicked in the back of the head <laughs> dude i never hung up even uh, i buried the pinky ever since i was 18 and i don't know why but i never hung up with my american even burying it i never got hung up a whole I, when i first started i got
0: hung up all the time but it wasn't i was getting hung up i wasn't letting go like it took me a second to realize, you know, mm-hmm. especially when you are hung up, like it's almost like grabbing electric fence, you know, unless you have the ability to think, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to let go.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's like JB, what really he said, uh, he was, uh, he was hung up before he even left the box. He <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's.
0: Yeah, and he would talk about, you know, making it so sticky that, you know, it makes you question it for a second. It's not sticky enough until you hesitate, and then it's like, okay. And then these bulls will take it from you, too. Yeah. I was talking to um, a pastor at Cowboy Church in Bowling Green and you know he's 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 older until he rode back in the day Mm -hmm. and i was you know showing him the rosin and all of that and he's like that's nuts he's like that's nothing nothing like you know anything that we were riding with back then i mean back then they were probably what using that white rosin it was all dry dry it was all dry powder and then it went to deodorant (laughs) put a little deodorant on your rope with some some black rosin
1: <laughs> yeah and now there's all kinds of concoctions oh, man. they're using the body wax uh pine tar <laughs> all this stuff and uh dude sometimes sometimes yeah you're like it's so sticky it's surprising that you lose your rope so easy yeah <laughs> that's how power, powerful the bulls are. one
0: thing that i like is going to um so i went to that blake Ru- loose rope and mm-hmm. it pulls down on my hand just like an American. I love the feel of an American rope. But, mm-hmm. um, man, I like the way those Brazilian ropes ride. But as far as, like, pulling down on my hand and stuff, I like that American mm-hmm. um, more than I did the Brazilian. But so that's kind of the the perfect marriage. And I actually did that because what happened was when... Um, so this past fall, when I came back from knee surgery, I got a hold of Brady Sims. I'm like, hey, man, I want to, I you know... I, I didn't enter the team stuff, so I have, you know, three months. I'm just going to hit some, you know, little rodeos and just kind of get my feet wet, get, you know, practice bulls, make some money, and I want to try American rope out. And he's like, okay, I got one. So he sent it to me, and it was an American rope with a Brazilian block. And I got on a couple bulls with it, and it was awful. I mean, I would, bad, huh? I would be riding one perfect. On the video, it would look like I was riding perfect, and it felt awful. I felt like I was freaking couldn't get in time. Even if the video looked good, it just didn't feel good. Um, was it,
1: it pulled down on your hand? It didn't
0: pull down on your hand, though. Oh. So hmm. it didn't pull down on your hand because the block's bigger. You know, it had that Brazilian block on it. So what I found was it's actually that's the exact opposite of what I like. <laughs> what I like is a Brazilian rope that pulls down on your hand. And that's why, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed getting, you know, Mexican bull ropes. Like, you know, cheap Mexican bull ropes. Because right out of the box, those suckers break over. They pull down on your hand a little bit more. Um, You know, I tried. I bought a rope from Dinner Barbosa. I got one from Kyler Oliver. The one I got from Kyler wasn't as bad. But it took 20 bulls before that sucker would (laughs) pull down on your hand at all. Yeah. When I got from dinner, never it never pulled down on my hand. Hey there, folks. I want to tell you about my favorite cowboy hat brand, Sombrero Brands. As a professional bull rider, I know how important it is to have a hat that not only looks good, but can withstand the toughest rides out there, and that's exactly what Sombrero Brands delivers. Their hats are custom-fitted and shaped to perfection, with a level of attention to detail that's hard to find these days. But what really sets Sombrero Brands apart is the fact that they're a family-owned and operated business. Mark and Kendall Holler, the owners, and their daughter Sarah, who's only 13 but already a hat-making prodigy, are all passionate about their craft. They know what it takes to make a cowboy hat that can stand up to anything the rodeo circuit can throw at it. And get this. The founder's grandfather, Polly Holler, was born and raised at South Camp on the Four Sixes Ranch. These folks have got cowboy blood running through their veins, and it shows in every hat they make. That's why I'm proud to have Sombrero Brands as a major sponsor for my podcast, the Rodeo Wagon Podcast. So if you're in the market for a hat that's tough enough to handle anything the rodeo throws at it, give Sombrero Brands a try. Trust me, you won't be disappointed.
1: My problem was, uh, I had a Brazilian that pulled down on my hand, and, then you, and you want to get them tight because jordan allen told me he's like why do you think they get them ropes so tight he said he said there's brazilian ropes move real bad yeah more than the americans and uh when mine pulled down on my hand i felt like when i slide up i couldn't break up over and i would always i was leaving there on my butt and i didn't like that and with the with more rise in it i felt like it does i can break over oh really yeah but you gotta get your handle broken got to get that yeah, angle, the on, angle it. on it yeah correct yeah. but it, it everybody's different yeah.
0: yeah yeah for sure i mean that's that's there's a billion different ropes out there and work for different people i uh the, you were talking about them brazilian ropes moving more mm-hmm. that's like just recently this year the first year that so the wear strip where that ends that is um you know where the brazilians they take that all the way up to the block mm-hmm. and i never knew why and i, I rode was an american and i didn't like my knot way up by my freaking knee mm-hmm. so i i never did that so i would go you know 12 inches from that wear strip is where i'd start my rosin mm-hmm. and actually we were in um arizona would that UT be at in arizona glendale glendale yep so we were in glendale and i got on Oz bull of JWs, and um, they uh, were, you know, m- taken forever to load them. So I had that Brazilian just throw my rope on them when they did load them, because I was, I was next. Mm-hmm. And so he put it on there, and he took it all the way up to the, to that, um, the end of where the wear strip is. Did you like it? No. Well, when I took my wrap, my rosin wasn't there. Oh. So I took <laughs> my entire wrap without rosin, and it was a brand new bull rope, because... The the first day, my Mexican bull rope. When they break, because the, it's a cheap leather. When they break, they collapse. Like you can't hardly stick a finger, oh. you know, in between the handle because that that leather just freaking collapses on itself. Man. And so I had to get a rope, and Kyler had one in his van, so he gave it to me. So I had a brand new rope, no rosin on it. I was like seven seconds on Oz and blew my hand out.
1: Wait so when he put that your rope on how what broke
0: no the the first day the block broke on my oh. my brazilian so okay. you know the the block when it breaks down it'll kind yeah. of collapse a little bit yeah, yeah. well then mexican ropes because the leather's cheap it yeah. like collapses collapses I got you. like you know yeah. so um i had to get one but but anyway so you know i i knew about it then and that would have been two years ago and last year i was hurt you know i'd a knee surgery, I was out for most of the year. So then when I came back, I, um, I've i started to go all the way up to that wear strip. And I have noticed, you know, my rope doesn't slide anymore. Because that's the one thing with a Brazilian, and you can see it every once in a while when some it's going into your hand, and that rope slides over the center, and your inside knee just goes straight up, and you can just tell, you can tell when somebody's rope slides on them.
1: Yeah, because they're fighting it.
0: Yeah, yeah, their knee goes up, and it's awkward, and... Yeah. <laughs> uh, That didn't happen with an American.
1: Yeah, I was talking about bringing it all the way up. I've actually recently started doing that too because I didn't think I had enough tail leaving it out a little bit. And uh, like that Brazilian rope, I like how they just put, that marks the wear strip, they just put a piece of nylon in it. Yeah, yep. That's all it is. And like, I don't know. Those Brazilians got them ropes figured out.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and one of the things with that is, like, keeping my rosin. So that I, I try to get that nylon to line up at the end of my block so that that rosin can stick to my block a little bit to kind of keep your mm. your hold. You know, until the last week, and I'm pretty sure I understand it now, but I always wondered why the PBR, it's frowned upon or illegal or whatever to uh, rosin your block on a Brazilian rope. And it never made sense. And last weekend I was thinking about it because, <laughs> check this out. This past fall was the first year that I realized what um, bells were for on your rope. I always, for my entire career, saw bells were so that you didn't get hung up. It helped your rope come off so you didn't get hung. And so anytime somebody would ask me to borrow my bells, I'd be like, no, you're not borrowing my bells. And
1: <laughs> Wait, so what are, what are you saying bells are for?
0: Well, I thought, well, bells are for your, when you get off so that the rope falls off. Yeah, yeah. It's not for you to get hung up. I My whole career, whole career I thought that that was to prevent hang-ups. Oh, and wow. And so I had two bells on there, and they were good ones too. That's fine. <laughs> but, so then, last weekend I was thinking about it, and I was like, that's probably why they, you know, kind of banned that. Because, you know, you can't ride without bells, you know. Mm. So the whole purpose with the rosin on the block is they're probably saying, "Hey, when guys are coming off, their rope
1: it's staying on the bulls. It's not coming off because the rosin on the block." Oh uh, yeah, and but like taking your wrap, rosin gets on there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And I'm yeah, I'm just waiting for someone to tell me to get that rosin off my block but no one's ever said anything. Yeah. They it, still check my rope every time, do, though. They yeah, yeah. They'll stick a block in it every time. Well, and what it,
0: there's really not a whole lot of difference, because when you take your wrap, like, you're pressing that in there anyway. Like, you, you know, even whether it's on your handle or whatever, you're, you know, you get that sucker sticky enough, and nowadays, you know, you use torches and stuff, and it's gooey. So it's not like
1: dry rosin, like, yeah, you it's, know. it's like uh, super glue. Yeah, it really is. Dude, speaking of, like, bells, though, on your rope, uh... That were just down the road from St. Joe. With their finals are happening tonight. What were you there the year that uh, I was getting down in the chute, and I was next, and all of a sudden I got I got on one of Cooper Conger's bulls, and and uh, he's flanking him, but like all of a sudden I hear the crowd like make a reaction, and I turn around and looked at Cooper, and he had just he turns away and closes his eyes, and I look the direction that he just looked away from. And a girl, a little girl in the front row, I watched blood start dripping down her forehead. Dang. Dakota's rope, they said, come off that bull. And no one even seen the rope. It shot like an arrow and the bell hit her <laughs> right between the eyes. And like, they stopped the show. Was she okay? Said a prayer for her. Yeah, she was fine. Uh, Isaiah, was, <laughs> Isaiah was trying to give them free tickets for the next night. I don't think they took him. I mean, he thought a lawsuit was on his hands, you know, but nothing happened. But, yeah, those bells, when those Man. bulls catch those bells... And sling them. They will sling them hard. Yeah. Yeah, that's no joke. Yeah. Uh, no, I just thought that was... A, it was kind of funny, though. I mean, it wasn't funny that she got hurt, but it was... I couldn't believe that it hit her right, right there,
0: there. Right there, right um, there. Yeah, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more. Because mm, it happens yeah. quite a bit. Oh, I know. And even, even you know, sometimes the bells will, like you know fly off like one time so um i my so it was at NFPV finals this past year my uh i got my spur caught in my bell strap and it broke and then um so the only thing i could do was like tape my bells because they you know they're not going to let you ride without bells on right and so i taped that sucker you know and i got you know three different things to tape made a strap and that sucker broke and mm-hmm. bells went everywhere and um so sometimes you know the the strap breaks and your bells will go fine, but
1: it also happens just in your rope, you know. Period. Yeah, I took mine uh, the last bell I got because you know the first thing you always do is you, you stomp it, you know. And uh, a lot of those bells, those welds are kind of cheap. Yeah, I took mine to the shop and put some beads down the side. Where as long as as long as I don't lose my bell, I don't think I'll ever need another one because it's not going to fall apart. And Dakota, he's he is one of the just a. Uh weighted I don't even know what it is dude, that would hurt someone <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh,
0: man. that would be the uh, bullfighter's worst nightmare I'd think yeah Freaking. sometimes they'll get slinging around there and yeah. like,
1: dang you dude and I used to use two bells but I've realized uh, one it's easier adjusting your rope oh yeah it's it's kind of they'll get they'll get twisted up and things sometimes with the strap I've known I've come to find out one bell that's all you need anyways and it's easier it doesn't get tangled up when you're putting over your you
0: say on. that so uh in um this year in bangor, um Colby Anderson, it was his first p b r first velocity, and he d- uh didn't have a bo- uh, bell, and so he asked me um if i could he could borrow mine and I'm like, you know, I'll tell you a story, <laughs> and so I told him the story how i had just i had just learned that, and so I'm like, i'll let you borrow my bell, and you're the first person I've ever let do that, mm-hmm. and guess what he went out, got hung up the first day. <laughs> Broke his ankle the next day. Oh, man. Yeah, I was like, see, if you'd have had two bells, never would have happened. <laughs> w- when was that? Or when was that? that was this year
1: in Bangor. Oh, so is he still out for that?
0: Uh, I think so. Like, he would probably be out in uh, Bangor within February. Yeah, it wasn't uh, real long ago. I didn't June, know. I didn't June know he maybe? broke his ankle. Yeah. I don't... Last time I talked to um, Joe, I think he said, you know, 12 weeks, something like that. Which is... I didn't know because he broke it in the, like, his, when you break it in the ankle like that, it was in the joint. Mm. So I didn't, the joint stuff can be, you know, every joint. Well, my elbow, it was, um, I was about four months for that, but the shoulders, six months.
1: Yeah, I've been fortunate. Never uh, broke my ankles or anything like that.
0: I've, man, I've had, I I've went through it. No, I'm just kidding. I have no, a good, r- have a good right mean. knee. I have a good right knee. And my right elbow has been good about everything else it's, been.
1: <laughs> it's all you need hey it's like mason Lowe said one time they uh they said i don't understand you broke some teeth he said they're like how much or they said how much money goes in your medical bills he's like i don't put a whole lot into that you don't need teeth to ride bulls <laughs> they all got tickled i don't even know where that came from because you kind of you need your knees <laughs> <and> your <shoulders laughs> i <to ride. laughs> did it so
0: you so with my knee uh I was talking, so w- when I first did it, you know, um, I kept going, and Tandy, I forget what percentage, he said, like, you know, a very low percentage of guys can ride, you know, with the injury that you have, you know. You're, you know he, Tandy won't just say, you need to get surgery, right? Sometimes he will if it's like, you know, and he'll tell you if you don't, but he'll get basically laid out for you, give you the option. I like that, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm one of them guys. So I went last year and I, I couldn't ride jack squat, like my knee was like I, they were bracing it up. I couldn't knee up because you know the tape job. It was like they were casting my knee every single time, and every time I'd go into the sports med, they'd just shake their head and be like at the velocities. Be Like wrap him up fixed. again, boys. Yeah, they'd use you know half the tape that they had. But then when I got it fixed, it was like man, I should have done this sooner.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of guys are like that. I'll just tough it out, or I'll just wrap it, and then once they do do the surgery, they're like, "Oh, I should have done this before," but they don't like the idea of having to set out. Yeah. Uh, but really, man, uh, that whole process um, takes you to the next level. Uh, oh yeah. For most guys, and it, it as it should. It's crazy to say that that injuries are part of getting to the next level in bull uh because of the, the mental game that it yeah. um, develops
0: man that's one thing like so i've had seven surgeries now and 10 you know i throw 10 11 years of riding bulls at seven um a lot of those have been kind of major as far as time like you're, you're out you know minimum four months you know mm-hmm. um is just like going through that and you know especially when i got into pbr that's when it kind of started happening uh going through that and and coming back like now like that's not you know the injury part of things like i i'm learning to be wiser like you know like knowing okay you do this right and you're going to be able to compete but if you push yourself right here then you're probably going to be out even longer Mm -hmm. and you know that was like earlier this year i had a concussion on um in bangor and it it was actually one of the uh concussions that you know i was throwing up afterwards and so it kind of made me nervous um you know as far as that because time before where i tested that and i went the next day you know and got knocked out again ended up with a brain bleed i was out six weeks you know mm-hmm. and probably should have been longer but you know so i missed that so i take that week off you know went to the combine didn't get on bulls but then the next weekend you know i came in felt good went around you know and kind of you know you know, just kind of growing wiser in those decisions, you know?
1: Yeah, you took the right steps. Right steps, Instead yeah. of just, let's cowboy this. Yeah.
0: When I was younger, it would have just been... <laughs> let's get on. Let's get on. Yeah. Well, it was like I was telling Andrew Alvidrez, he had a hit pointer. And and he asked me, because, you know, that sucks. When you get a hit pointer, it sucks. I don't even know what that is. Um, and so... Uh... When he did that, he was asking me about how long it was. I was out, and I was like, "Well, I I just kept going, but it took a while to heal." And, um, but he, you know, since at that time when I did it, it was like in the summer amateur bull riding. You're going every day, you know. You're just <laughs> there's yeah, yeah. no time to heal. Where it's like the the tour, the PBR, you know, you have a full week. You can you can really do some healing in a week. Yeah, You'd be surprised. At how much your body can recover in a week if you do things right, right, uh, and eat, eat right. Yeah, and, and he uh, was he was in like you know a week. I think he took one weekend off and he came back good. And I was sitting there thinking about that. I'm like, man, I told him it was going to be like eleven, twelve weeks. But i was like, if I would have known that back then, I would took one week one weekend off. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. we're uh, you know, you live and you learn. Uh, when we're younger, we're. Uh, Make decisions that we wouldn't now, you know. Yeah. And uh, I'm definitely a uh, example of that. Like I wish I would have uh, what I'm doing now. I wish I would have been doing when I was 21. And you're you're training now. You're actually put, working out. And yeah, I'm in the gym. Uh, my My alarm goes off at 4:20 uh, every morning. I'm at the gym before five. Um, you know, Monday through at least because a lot of times i'm leaving town on thursdays but so i'm getting at least uh four four days a week uh, in the gym and um me and alex we're we're both just watching what we eat now and and, uh, just getting really we're not just doing it because oh it's a cool thing to do because a lot of people i think oh it's it's cool to be fit and healthy like that's not why we're doing it um I'm doing it to ride bulls better and provide for my family better. And uh, I wish I would have been doing this a long time ago and not just, like you said, making decisions that you're just winging it, going yeah. for it. And
0: That's one thing that, like, my background with baseball and other sports. I, I actually came in doing all of those things. Like, that was an easy transition for me. Right. You know, with the the athletic the athleticism i there was the some big differences when i i got to the point where i was 185 pounds 190 pounds I, you know i was strong you know mm-hmm. uh, and i got really big and it was not you know for baseball that was perfect you know that's where you wanted to be um for <laughs> bull riding it wasn't you know because you're thinking i actually prefer to be in between 140 150 pounds mm-hmm. you know um probably right around 150 is ideal for me Um, I can get up to 160 if I'm really cutting down on upper body and really focusing on legs and putting a lot of weight on my legs Um, if I can you know with you know the knees and you know that's kind of you know gaining that that strength in your legs for me has been kind of with just being beat up you know in in the in the season in the regular season like kind of I'll probably be more in 150 to 145 and then in the off season I'll get up more to like 160 you yeah. know and I get that strength back and then you know maintain try to maintain as much as I can while you're going hard because it's you know we're I mean 48,000 miles you know we're, we're moving you know and you're on the road continuously you know if you're flying it's different you know mm-hmm. but if you're not flying then um the driving you know it's it's more difficult to maintain
1: that on the road, right? Yeah, and the, the and the diet. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, what I'm doing that I didn't used to do. Uh, really, just because someone told me that. Um, trying you know, being fit and all that, and doing stuff in the gym. Uh, really, your diet is plays more of that than actual in the gym. Like, you gotta eat. You gotta match it. I'm yeah trying to say. when you're doing it, you're working out doing good in the gym but you also gotta for it to really have it's effect you gotta be eating right which makes sense yeah but and um and a lot and something I've seen lately was uh, getting uh good night's sleep every night that actually well, sleep is a huge thing plays a I didn't know I didn't realize how big of a part of that played like getting your eight hours in is so good for everything in your body and your mind and
0: yeah yeah and i uh, that was a big thing too for me is like i'm making the adjustment on body fat so whenever i get low in body fat i can't sleep it, it really messes really? with my sleep i mean i'm my body's just built to go you mm-hmm. know it's not It i struggle turning it off so if i can get that body fat up you know the difference between you know a six percent body fat and a you know which is super on the low end right and being at 10%, you know, or you know, s- somewhere in between, I'd say probably between eight and 10% is is ideal um, for me on on being able to maintain that sleep because that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Wh- h- how did you see your body fat? Okay, so there's different ways to do it. Um, the one that they had at the combine, I don't I don't think it's very accurate. It's one where you hold it, and then to so the it'll it'll take your weight, and then you hold it. So the one that I would always use um, is like you it basically you're using your weight and stuff and then you're going to be pinching certain parts you know mm-hmm. uh, okay waist and and your your uh, size and then it's measuring that against you know your weight and and it's just a percentage so it's just you know your body fat percentage it's not how much fat you have it's what percentage of fat you have and
1: yeah uh, now that you say that I remember doing that at a combine last year
0: yeah the hand one I don't think that that
1: I don't remember what mine was but that I think I remember uh that was the first time i'd ever seen my body fat yeah you
0: know? i did they they said mine was 6 and i i am very confident i'm at
1: probably 9 yeah. 10 mine was somewhere around 6 too i feel yeah. like I, I don't know i can't remember but
0: <laughs> keith, <laughs> keith they said his was 14
1: Keith, <laughs> <laughs> he's like the most ripped guy ever <laughs> Cracking me up.
0: <laughs> like maybe you grabbed the handle wrong, Keith. I don't know. Uh, yeah, fatty. Keith. Yeah, had redo, <laughs> Keith.
1: Man, he had a hard time with the combine. Yeah, oh, he man. strapped
0: one though. It's spurred him. I think he's the only one to freaking rake on one.
1: Oh, I was talking about the one last year. Oh, <laughs> In the, the one before? Uh, yeah, I forgot about Yeah, I've seen a video he posted. He yeah. made a good board. I, yeah, he made a good board. But no, I was talking about the uh, the drills they had us doing or whatever at the oh, combine last okay. year. And he you- flew completely off the balance board. We got to laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> the instructor guy started cussing us. <laughs> oh, it was bad.
0: I felt bad for him because he, he was telling me about it and they were doing like a range thing with your shoulders. He just came back from shoulder surgery. His, his range was not, it wasn't even where it was going to be. Yeah.
1: And he's like, man, he's like, they did that range thing and it was awful. <laughs> Dude, I thought I was going to do good. I was horrible in every single one. Um, but Sam Woodall, he, he flew off the board too. Him and Keith could not get it. And uh, But the next day, Sam wins the round, 92 points yeah, in Albuquerque. The, yeah,
0: so. yeah. Fell, fell off at the, yeah. Some, some of it is uh, I, general fitness sometimes matches up a little bit. You know, I think there's something to be said about general fitness. Mm-hmm. But uh, bull riding, um, you know, uh, you know bull, being able to make bull moves, <laughs> that's a different deal you know mm-hmm. there's guys that uh, Mason Lowe is a great example, JB Mooney is a great example. These guys didn't work out. Yeah. But they were they they just had it. They had it and it they trained in their own way. They, you know, they were cowboys. They were cowboys. Um again, it does match up a little bit. I think endurance play the role. I mean, I I can tell if my if my endurance gets low like and then I can I can tell on the weekends, especially when you're getting on more than one. Mm-hmm. Um but even leading up to it, you know, your motor's running for that long. So if you, you have good endurance, I think it, it benefits a guy. Um, but I, just as far as general fitness, you know, I don't, you know, how much you can squat, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah you're not going to overpower the bulls, that's for sure. That's what Gary the Fuse said, that back to the knee thing. Yeah. In the same uh, part he was saying, uh, you think you're going to you know build your legs all up squatting hundreds of pounds he goes all you're gonna end up with is a pulled groin and a busted chin <laughs> he's not wrong yeah that's so funny though a lot of people think that you know they don't know much they th- oh man like what do you do just you get really strong and you just hang on for dear life or a lot of people think that they're like oh man you need to be doing like you need to be doing bicep curls man you need that you need that strong arm just to just to hang on. They think that's what it is. They think you're just hanging on from your life.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, you are,
1: but at the same time, there's so much more going on. Yeah, there's a lot. Uh, the timer, he, he said it really good. He said, you have to try, you have to give it everything you've got without trying too hard. Because that's when you clamp down. That's
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, that was one thing um, with the clamping down. Um, so, when I started riding, I went to a... JB Mooney, Chris Shiver School, and um, I spent all my graduation money to go to that in North Carolina Asheville, and that was the one thing I got that from that school that I remember like taking away is uh, JB saying, you know, a lot of times it'll look like I'm spurring a bull, and I'm not. I'm just like when you get in a compromising situation, just let loose. And When you let loose, that it'll take you back to the rope, and then you go about your business and finish them, not. I've always taken that through my whole career. You know, whenever you get in a bind, don't clamp down. <laughs> yeah, know.
1: yeah. I've actually had people tell me that uh, in the past. Hey, I've seen you spurn that yeah. bull. No, <laughs> I don't spur bulls, period. Yeah. But sometimes I'll go along with it. Yeah, you seen that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just kicking loose, and uh, that's what it's all about. Staying loose and uh, just keep fighting for that spot and never clamping down, that's for sure.
0: I, d- I don't spur bulls away from my hand. It, it's it's one of the, like, like, it just, it don't look good. I feel like I'll lose points if I spur one away from my hand. Because I already keep tight, you know? So I don't open up. You know, I'm not one that opens up, you know? And so I stay really tight away from my hand. But when I go to spur, technically, you should open up more, right? But instead of opening up more, I tighten up more. So my arm goes from here to, like, right here. So it's just like my arm's not moving right in front of me. And... Into um, my hand, different deal. You know, no, There's nothing like getting on one and getting that time into your hand where you can just kind of lift and just start raking on one. But uh, away from your hand, no. I, <laughs>
1: I look stupid. Yeah, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I never bothered with the spurring. I just rode him. Uh, I tried to spur back when I was a kid, and I straight-legged him. Keith? Keith will freaking... Yeah. Man, it,
0: it's... And I don't know if it's just because of its size... But and I've seen Chase Outlaw do it too. Um, where you can hear it, you can hear the something that them mm-hmm. bulls are taking. Yeah. yeah, no, you can you know hear the something that uh, you know, that, that's That's one of the coolest sounds too. When you're on the back of the chute and just you know, you hear it
1: boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah, um, they uh, I, I know a bareback rider back in the day, they said he uh, took his rouse and made the hole that goes in the shank made it bigger that way when he was raking them it made more of a cleaning <laughs> sound. And the judges would hear that and ring zing, zing. i'm like man we could never do that with a poor so. yeah
0: that's funny <laughs> heck yeah man north dakota this weekend we only have a couple more v- events until velocity finals and world finals after that
1: yeah it's down to the wire it? and yeah. it really came fast Oh, um,
0: the shortened season man it's uh it's been a different ball game
1: yeah <laughs> so, and we're i mean for me it's kind of put up or shut up kind of deal because i'm right, i'm right there on the uh verge of not even making the loss finals so. yeah um but i got a good bull this weekend and uh i'm going to Wichita and just take a yeah. little a time and freaking I, I, i'm confident yeah, uh, me,
0: man, I, me too. I, so. I, this year, I've, I've, re- I feel like I'm finding it. I've, wrote, I've won more rounds. You know, I've, you know, I feel like I'm riding the good bulls and.
1: You are. You're riding good, man. You, you, uh, you've, yeah, you've you impressed me this I'm year, Kyle. Uh, you came back from your injury and, um, you came back and uh, first few events. You know, you're getting the hang of it, and then you got that consistency, and you're carrying on with it.
0: Yeah, I'm take that into take that into finals and freaking see where the team stuff see where that lands but I mean first and foremost it's you know making the world finals whatever way you can you know laying it all on the line staring in that barrel and making sure that at the end of the day you know you put everything into making the finals you know because I mean to me like that's what it's all about you know Even with the the combine and stuff, like, first and foremost, you know, with me at that point was, like, if I go to this practice bin and get KO'd again and I miss an event, that could cost me for the World Finals, and I'm committed to the World Finals, you know. You know, whatever team, you know, looks at me and says, you know, I like, you know, what that guy's about, you know, I want them to say, hey, this guy was committed to going to the Finals, you know, that bad. He's going to do the same thing when, you know, that team stuff takes over, but...
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think the next, all the events, all the bulls we're getting on in the next month, um, is it's a big chance, big opportunities, whether it's making the world finals, uh, making teams, because uh, everybody's watching. So we just yeah. got to do our job. Heck yeah, man. Dude, this has been
0: fun. Cool setup. This is much better than the other setup. Hey, man, this is the first podcast I've ever done. I feel legit over here. <laughs> Hey, the other wagon was cool. The OG was cool. But we did lose the muffler and we lost a uh, drive shaft. So yeah, I heard it. about
1: that one. It took you guys a few days to get home. Yeah,
0: one day event. We're like, oh, nice one day. It was the first one day we'd been grinding out. We're like, yeah, nice one day event. It took us five days to get home. Perfect. Yeah, great time. All right, man. Heck yeah. See All right. Ya. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Man, thanks for tuning in to the Rodeo Wagon Podcast. Make sure you check out uh jm smack Bracks. got these sweet hat racks makes it easy to you know put your your hats up you don't have to put them on the dash anymore um, check out sombrero brands hats freaking straight out of texas came off the four sixes ranch uh they make really good hats um but heck yes thanks for tuning in download the western edge app and we'll see you next time boom